Hi, True Crime Army. It has been a while since I have released an episode and I am still actually on break, but I wanted to bring you this case today because it is time sensitive and Fort Hood officials and the Colleen PD need your help. But while I'm still in hiatus, if you still want more military murder stories, be sure to sign up to get two free bonus episodes. I will put a link in my show notes so that you can quickly snag those two freebies ASAP. Welcome back, True Crime Army. I am your host, Margot, and this is a true crime podcast where I focus on crimes committed by military members and veterans. But don't worry, you don't have to know anything about the military to listen, I promise. You just have to be a true crime enthusiast. And if that's you, welcome home. I am not officially back from my summer hiatus yet, but this is a very time-sensitive case. It's a missing persons case, and I want to do my part to get the word out. So without any further delay, join me today as I discuss the disappearance of Fort Hood soldier, Sergeant Elder Fernandez. Now let's dig in. Army is asking for help finding another missing Fort Hood soldier. Tonight, a Boston mother flies more than a thousand miles, desperate to find her son, Fort Hood soldier Sergeant Elder Fernandez, who was last seen on Monday. I don't know where he's at right now. I don't know what he's feeling. I don't know if he's hurt. I, I don't know what's going on with him right now. I just know he's a good kid. He will never disappear to not tell his family what he said. He will never just disappear to not call me and tell me, Mom, I'm okay, don't you worry. He won't do that for no reason. I just wanna ask anybody that can see this, that can see Elder's picture somewhere to help me find Elder and help him get home safe. My sources for today's case include formal Fort Hood press releases, CNN, Military Times, Good Morning America, ABC 13, CBS News, K Houston, Task and Purpose, KSN News, and reporting by Telemundo. This episode was recorded within a week of Elder's disappearance, so by the time you are hearing this, information may have changed. Our missing persons case takes place in Killeen, Texas, a place that we have discussed frequently in the last few months. Elder Fernandez is a 23-year-old sergeant in the Army. He was born in the Republic of Cabo Verde, which is an island country in the Atlantic Ocean west of Africa. Elder entered the Army in September of 2016. He's currently stationed out of Fort Hood, Texas. He's a chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear specialist with the 1st Cavalry Division Sustainment Brigade. I do not know how Elder's case hit the media, but I presume that it was a tweet by the 1st Cavalry Division stating, quote, we're seeking your help in locating Sergeant Elder Fernandez. 
please contact the Fort Hood MPs and Army CID if you have any information on his whereabouts, end quote. Then the tweet included a picture of Elder in his military dress uniform. Of course, all of the True Crime Army had been tagging me on this particular case, on this particular tweet, so I started following the case to see how it developed. The tweet was either followed or preceded by a Fort Hood press release providing a bit more details. The statement indicated that the 1st Cavalry Division is actively looking for Elder. They also indicated that their primary concern was, quote, for his health and well-being, end quote. The 1st Cav completed a search of the entire division area to include mortar pools, parking lots, and headquarter buildings, and the unit was in contact with Elder's family, CID, and the civilian law enforcement for help in the search. Well, there was another press release. That press release was issued the very next day, on August 21st. This time, the statement indicated that Army CID was seeking information about Elder. Not only that, but the press release indicated that Elder was last seen on August 17th, and he was last seen by members of his unit at a residence in Killeen, Texas. Well, the following day, on Tuesday, August 18th, Elder failed to report to work. However, Elder's car with all of his belongings, whatever that means, was found in the parking lot of where he works. Now, this sounds eerily familiar to Vanessa Guillen's case. Well, that press release provided some more identifying information about Elder. Elder's five foot five inches tall. He weighs about 133 pounds. He has black hair, brown eyes. And the last time that he was seen, he was wearing black army PT shirt and shorts and he was wearing orange and yellow sneakers. Well, the press release further stated, quote, information gathered from fellow soldiers so far indicate Fernandez may have left Fort Hood on his own accord, end quote. The statement ended with a plea, quote, we're very concerned about the welfare of this soldier. And first and foremost, we want to ensure that he's okay. If someone out there has any information, regardless of how trivial you may think it is, we are asking you to contact us immediately, end quote. The following day, Fort Hood released a third press release. This time, immediately they asserted that, quote, foul play is not suspected in the disappearance of Sergeant Elder Fernandez, end quote. Lieutenant Colonel Justin Redfern, the commander of the 553rd Combat Sustainment Support Battalion, said, quote, our top priority remains getting Sergeant Fernandez back with the people that care about him. We are concerned for his well-being and want him to continue the care that he was receiving before he went missing. Our unit and the army have the resources to help him, end quote. The press release assured the public that each individual case that they have is unique. They do believe that he left on his own and there is no connection between Elder's case and any other active Fort Hood case. Well, on August 23rd, 2020, for the fourth day in a row, Fort Hood released another statement. This time, Fort Hood officials wanted everyone to know that they were taking steps to be in constant communication with Elder's family. They were looking for Elder and wouldn't stop until he was found. And they wanted Elder to continue the care that he was under before he disappeared. One big change that they made during Elder's disappearance that they hadn't done when Vanessa and Gregory disappeared, at least not that I'm aware of and I had been tracking the cases pretty closely, was that they distributed a picture of Elder to every single unit across Fort Hood, and they informed every unit that Elder was missing. They provided a picture of Elder and asked any other unit that saw him to report any sighting of him. 
The press release indicated that searches for Elder included sending soldiers to local hotels and hospitals in search for Elder. If we just take a look at the four press releases that were released back to back, we might believe that, you know, okay, the army has a good reason to believe that Elder just made himself disappear instead of the more sinister idea that someone made him disappear. However, I need to tell you the entire story as I gleam it from the headlines. So here is my best attempt at piecing it all together. Hi, everyone. For anyone who follows me on Instagram, I recently posted a picture of me with my kiddos at Disney in front of the Disney castle. But I posted it because my shoulders were looking on fire, defined, toned, and overall just pleasant to look at. So many of you asked me in my DMs for my secret. And of course, my secret is 4 a.m. workouts. But I get the oomph to wake up at 4 a.m. and work out from my pre-workout drink called Energy Explosion. My pre-workout powder was created by world-renowned fitness guru Natalia Melofit. I have been following Natalia for many years now. And in fact, after my second C-section, I hired her as my fitness trainer. And she also helped me postpartum with my third C-section as well. So when she came out with a pre-workout supplement that didn't cause any of the jitters and the crashing, I knew I needed to try it. Energy Explosion helps with energy, and it keeps me going all through the morning hours. Because I take it first thing in the morning, which is when I choose to work out, I no longer require that morning cup of joe. This pre-workout has nootropic ingredients, which significantly help me personally with mental clarity and focus. Which, listen, when you're juggling what feels like hundreds of tasks a day, it truly does help. And guess what? My listeners are getting 15% off your order. What? Yes, please. If you're ready to get the pump without the jitters, visit mbodysup.com and enter my code MAMAMARGO at checkout for 15% off your order. That's M as in Mike, body, sup as in Sierra, uniform, papa, papa, dot com. Add energy explosion to your car and use my code MAMAMARGO, that's M-A-M-A-M-A-R-G-O-T for 15% off. Enjoy. And when you use it, please DM me so we can talk about your workouts. According to Doc and Andon from CNN, yes, Elder had last been seen on Monday, August 17th. But in a bombshell released on Friday, August 21st, a public affairs officer told CNN that Elder was the victim in an abusive sexual contact investigation. What? What the what? Well, Lieutenant Colonel Chris Brodigam, the public affairs officer, then said, quote, The unit sexual assault response coordinator has been working closely with Sergeant Fernandez, ensuring that he was aware of all of his reporting, care and victim advocacy options. The unit also facilitated his transfer from a unit who has recently deployed to a different unit within the brigade to ensure that he received the proper care and to ensure that there were no opportunities for reprisals. End quote. Wow. Well, of course, I kept digging. What is going on in this case? And here is the timeline. Sometime prior to his disappearance, at least two months prior, according to his family members, Elder reported that he was the victim of abusive sexual contact. Now, abusive sexual contact is a uniform code of military justice violation, and it's found in the code in Article 120. Abusive sexual contact can include two types of touching. The first is touching either directly or through the clothing of a person's genitalia, anus, groin, breast, inner thigh, or buttocks. 
Now, the touching has to be done with the intent to abuse, humiliate, or degrade. However, there's another type of abusive sexual contact, and that is the touching either directly or indirectly of any body part if that touching is done with the intent to arouse or gratify a person's sexual desire. The definition is very nuanced, but I just wanted to briefly state the definition because I bet there's a lot of people out there who have never even heard the term abusive sexual contact before. In any event, Elder reported being the victim of a sexual crime. His unit then, either at Elder's request or on their own accord, moved Elder to a new unit in an effort to keep him from getting basically hounded by other soldiers. Then, according to his mother's statement to Telemundo, Elder was hospitalized for six days. From August 11th through August 17th, he had been hospitalized before he went missing. Elder had confided in his mother that he was sick of the army. He really wanted to get away, but he didn't go into much detail about what actually happened to him. However, in a report by ABC News, Matt Saylor and Ella Torres report that Elder's family members say the Elder told them that he had been sexually harassed while working in a supply room. Now, Elder told them that he had reported it and allegedly after he reported it, he was belittled. Elder spoke to his aunt, Isabel Fernandez, on Friday, August 14th, while he was still hospitalized. He then spoke to his mother, who lives in Massachusetts, on Sunday, August 16th. He then told his mom that he would call her as soon as he got back home, that he was going to call her on Monday. Well, on August 17th, it appears that someone in his unit, a sergeant or a staff sergeant, picked him up from the hospital and dropped him off at his home in Killeen, Texas, on the 2700 block of Woodlands Drive. Then I presume that the sergeant or staff sergeant left. The following day, August 18th, Elder was supposed to report to work, but he failed to show up. I haven't found anywhere what if anything Elder's unit did besides marking him as absent without leave, but Elder's family had been trying to get a hold of Elder since Monday night when he got out of the hospital, but they tried and tried to no avail. They try him again on Tuesday, nothing, and then again on Wednesday, nothing. Well, Elder's mother, Eilina, eventually got on an airplane from Massachusetts to Texas. She arrived on either Wednesday or Thursday, and when she got there, she was asking questions. The unit is clearly aware by this point of Elder's disappearance since by Thursday, they're tweeting and releasing press releases. Elder's mom told Telemundo that she spoke to Elder's roommates and that they said that they never saw him on Monday night. Additionally, ABC 13 reported that Elder had just leased a new apartment. Apparently, his rent and utilities had already been paid for the first month, but he never even showed up to pick up the keys. Although it's unclear when his lease started and whether or not he had prearranged plans to pick up the keys at some point, that would be important to know. Additionally, it's unclear from reporting whether his roommates ever saw Elder after he was allegedly dropped off at his house by a unit sergeant. Remember, his mom told reporters that his roommates never saw him that night, but we don't even know what time he was dropped off at. Was it in the afternoon or was it after dark? So are they claiming that he was dropped off and no one ever saw him? Another thing that stands out to me, at least, that I wish I had more clarity on was information about Elder's car. His car was found in the parking lot of his unit and all of his belongings were inside. As I mentioned earlier, this is eerily similar to soldier Vanessa Guillen's case from a few months ago. 
but this could just be a coincidence, or is it? I guess my question is, where was Elder's car when he was hospitalized a week before his disappearance? Was he taken to the hospital from work? Because then that explains his car being at work. But if that were the case, then how did Elder intend to get to work on Tuesday if his car was still at work? Had he prearranged for someone to come pick him up on Tuesday morning? These are questions I don't know. If he was hospitalized directly from his home, then the car would have been at his house. Therefore, it would have been very strange that he disappeared and then his car was found on base. If Fort Hood officials do not suspect foul play, how do they explain the car situation? I guess in theory, it's possible that the sergeant dropped Elder off at home. He quickly jumped in his car and then drove to work. I guess that's possible. Another question that I have is, what personal belongings were in the car? His wallet, his military ID, his phone, his driver's license. Have they found Elder's car keys? Or maybe did they find a note? I have heard a lot of theories that maybe Elder left on his own, or maybe he hurt himself. But if so, where's the body if he did hurt himself? And if he disappeared, where did he go? And how did he get there? Have his bank accounts been touched? Does he have a cell phone with him? Recently, I covered two unsolved cases, which I am sure caused you to pause and analyze your inner detective. Well, if you want to hone in on that inner detective, then you need to check out June's Journey. June's Journey is a mobile game that you can play anywhere while connected to Wi-Fi. June's Journey takes you through the main character, June's, adventure to uncover family secrets. Her first task is to uncover the mystery of her sister's death. You will be using your keen eye to spot hidden clues in the immersive scenes that take you across the globe. The scene is set in the 1920s, so it's like going back in time. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game, and I love playing while waiting for my kids at the bus stop. It allows me to clear my mind from the tasks of the day and to refocus on my mommy duties. What I love about June's Journey is that not only are you searching for objects, but you can join other players online in a detective club. And then you also get to design this luxurious island estate that is all yours. And if you have friends who play, you can gift each other trees, flowers, and other amazing decorative items. Today, I invite you to escape reality and immerse yourself in the world of June Parker. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Go ahead, download June's Journey today. I found it odd because when Estela Pasos from Telemundo asked Elder's mom if she suspected that something happened to Elder, Eilina doesn't say yes. She simply says that she knows that Elder had problems. For some reason, he didn't want to return to the army. For this reason, he was in the hospital for six days, but she says she doesn't know why he was actually in the hospital. She just says she wanted him to come home and she'll be there to support him whatever happens. In a press release, Eilina even pleaded for Elder to not worry about legal repercussions if he returned because they have a lawyer lined up for him. I'm presuming that she's talking about for his defense for potentially going AWOL or deserting the army if that's in fact what actually happened. Well, Texas EquiSearch, the team responsible for finding the remains of missing Fort Hood soldiers Gregory Morales and Vanessa Guillen, heard about the new missing Fort Hood soldier and they were like, oh, what? We need to help. And by Saturday, August 22nd, 
they had boots on the ground and they were searching for Elder. Woohoo! They started the search by going to Elder's home, the last place that he was last seen. And apparently there's thick brush around his house. So they had about seven people out searching, both on foot and ATV. And as of Sunday, August 23rd, they hadn't found anything. KSAN TV reported that Elder's family is now being represented by none other than Natalie Kawam. If that name sounds familiar, it is. Natalie represented the Guillen family during the search and subsequent recovery of Fort Hood soldier Vanessa Guillen. Attorney Kawam sent a message to KSAN TV saying, quote, I intend to fight with the same vigor and grace for Sergeant Elder Fernandez as I have in all of my many high-profile cases that I have successfully represented in my professional career, end quote. Elder's family has stated that they do not intend to return to Massachusetts until they find Elder. Quote, he had a lot of pressure from the army people. I know he does not want to be with the army any longer. I know he was unhappy with them. I know he was getting bullied from inside the army. And that's all I know, end quote. That's a statement from Elder's mom. According to ABC News, Elder is listed as absent without leave as of Monday, August 17th. The Army and the Killeen PD are asking for your help. If you or anyone you know knows anything, however insignificant it may seem about Elder's whereabouts, please, please contact Killeen PD at 254-526-8477 or you can contact Fort Hood CID at 254 254- 2872722. You can also submit an anonymous tip by going to the bellcountycrimestoppers.com website and submitting a tip online. All right everyone, please share 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 this episode. It's possible that Elder will be found unharmed. So let's keep sharing to maybe enable those to bring him home safely. And remember, don't just share with people in Texas, share with people anywhere. Elder can be absolutely anywhere. This is always the hope in a missing persons case that they will be found unharmed. So maybe the army is right this time. But if foul play is actually involved, then at least we haven't stopped searching for him and we haven't stopped telling Elder's story. I know that if I went missing, I would hope that people cared enough to search for me and to share my story. All right, this is a current case. It's currently active. There's new press releases released every day. So make sure that you're following me on social media so that you can get those as soon as they come out. You can find me on Instagram at Military Murder Podcast, on Facebook at Military True Crime, and on Twitter at Military Murder. This show was created and produced by Mamo Margot Productions, and the music was created by Tyops. Until next time, remember, you never really know what someone is capable of, so remain vigilant always. You have a fabulous week, and I'll keep digging to bring you another military murder story when I come back from my summer break. Podcast.